The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? You're in the you're in the gay house right now. <laughs> Emphasis on the gay. Yeah, we put the gay in gape. <laughs> what? Welcome. Oh shit. <clears throat> yeah, we're all up in here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the left ball, Kristoff's the right, and yep. we're smacking against your balls here on the thrust hut. <laughs> Side me up. Yeah. Ugh, extreme rules where there is no safety word. Scream oh, all you want. Boy. You're going to get cream pie. Scream mm-hmm. There's a cream pie match at the end of it with Braun Strowman and Ellsworth. <laughs> that's where it all began. Yeah, that's Ellsworth, pretty much it. For Ellsworth and Braun Strowman, really. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's as we record this at 10 a.m. on Sunday, uh, Extreme Rules is tonight. Uh, it. The card is just not just super it. exciting. Aside from the, the the main event, Fatal Five Way thing, uh, you know, there's a there's a kendo stick on a pole match between Bailey and Alexa Bliss. There is a intercontinental. If you get disqualified, you lose the title match with Dean Ambrose and uh, the Miz. You've got a tag team cage match, which you know the Hardys are kind of the masters of the ladder match, but they won the option to choose their own stipulation, yet chose a cage match, which makes perfect sense. Um, against Shizaro, Um, I believe you have... Shit, that's all I can think of. You got Neville Aries. Oh, yeah. You that's got, that's uh, a, a submission match, right? Yes. Um, For the Cruiserweight title. Swan Banks versus Darren Fox. Ooh, man, how far has uh, Sasha Banks fallen? Now she's uh, she's stomping around on 205 Live. Jesus Christ. She was WWE Women's Champ a couple months ago. Yeah, and 200 pounds of her is hair. So who yeah. knows what they're going to do to get her back on track. But of the four horse women, Charlotte's still banging on all cylinders. Uh, yeah. Becky, I'm not going to say is circling the drain, but she's more relevant than either Bailey or Sasha Banks is. Yeah, at this so, point. Um, you know what this is? It's funny you brought that up about the main event being so great. And it is. You got Reigns and Rollins, Balor, Wyatt, Joe. We got the entire top of the card. That's Yeah, it's the entire top of the card. But this is, this is symptomatic of what happened 
when the UFC started doing fight nights and then Fox Sports and then the fight pass, it used to be the UFC, very similar to WWE or WCW, would have one event a month. Right. And it was almost consistently great. Right. Uh, at least from star power. Sometimes mm-hmm. some cards were shit and others were surprisingly good. But uh, more often than not, you got a lot of marquee, a lot of mid card, and even some of the opening matches you were excited about. What happened was they went and started to really spread themselves right. out. And if 12 events are great, well, 20 right. events must be even better. And if 20 events are great, there must be 30 events. And then the next thing you know, there was a time in 2015, I remember reading an article that there was a time where there was a special event once a week for five weeks. Ooh. And they have a limited roster. Yeah. And the WWE has a limited roster. And now that you have added uh, all these events and have split the brands, and I know you've added the 205ers, but those hasn't even remotely moved the needle. You basically right. created a Aside show called Neville. Bathroom... But Neville, basically Neville in some areas, you've got yeah. Bathroom Break Live, that you now have so many events, you can't really stack them up that well. Right. There's just, there's too much, this is the too much wrestling argument again, and this time it's it's not impacting us, it's actually impacting them, to where I think, I mean, Raw, their flagship show, Extreme Rules, I'm not saying it's one of the big four, but... Extreme rules, you know, people have looked forward to. Sure. This is not this is not the greatest card in the world. It's not, and it, it it's kind of showing in the business returns of the company. Of course, uh, Uncle Dave's uh, Wrestling Madness newsletter uh, went in the depth about how the ratings uh, are pretty much in the shitter again, but live attendance and, and gate take is up. So people are still interested in seeing it live. Um, but you know, seeing it on TV and, you know, this goes back into the argument of, uh, is three hours too much raw? Obviously everybody, but the, uh, you know, brass and the, uh, the accounting department at WWE would, would say so. Um, but you know, they're, they're making and splitting the rosters helped in boost that live attendance, um, gate and number. So, you know, at at some point, do is it? Are they breaking even financially? I I don't I don't know, but they've even you know, a lot of it has to do with um, the creative, and they're kind of in a in a treading water holding pattern, stagnant sort of um, uh, clip right now because you know we're after Mania season and we're not quite to the full build up to SummerSlam yet. I believe you know we're we're, we're starting to ramp up again a little bit. But it's it's that post WrestleMania blues that happens almost every year where they just kind of yeah 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 we'll see what yeah, happens. Here's, here's where you know when they know that they're treading water, like you say, <clears throat> and you'll hear it a lot. And it's funny some of the writers on Cage Side Seats have said this accurately. Count how many times in the past couple of weeks and in the weeks ahead you'll hear the term building momentum, building yeah. momentum. We're building momentum, like like eh. In this, you're never building momentum. This no. isn't this isn't a seasonal show. You don't you don't build towards a crescendo. Right. WrestleMania could be looked at it like that, but there's a raw the very next night. This is right. different than a momentum based thing like a actually professional sports organization. We're working together towards a championship, towards a season finale of a show. This is this is a nonstop, never ending push in this rock up the hill of hell yeah. type event to where yeah I mean you could build a momentum towards special events and things but they they seem to have 
They're seeming to try and uh, do what they do the nights after Mania with acknowledging how weird the crowd is by saying, ah, this is such a, it's just that one time a year where they act kind of weird and they yeah. boo the people they love. Like, nah, they've been booing them all year long. Hey, yeah, we're, we're building momentum right now. Like, no, nah, it's been stagnant for a little bit. You can't, we're, we're, we might be idiots, but we're smart enough to see what the landscape is. <laughs> yeah. And it ain't, it ain't too terribly hot right now. It's funny you brought up the ratings, too. Uh, tonight in town, Extreme Rules. Uh-huh. Before that, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Sure, yeah. There's going to be something to wrestle with. And they were talking recently about the first ever WWF main event, NBC, Friday nights. Okay. It was, I believe, at Madison Square Garden. Sounds I right. I think it was. Uh, <clears throat> uh, or, or, or maybe I'm mistaken here. Maybe it was in, in Indianapolis, Indiana. I can't recall. Reason being, I bring it up was that, can you take a guess what their ratings were? Take a guess. I'll, I'll tell you this. You want number the of ratings, viewers or you want the share or what? Give what me the want? share. I'll give you the share in the viewers. At the peak of Raw, they're, they're pulling like what? Like sevens? They were up to eights. Sixes, sevens? They were up to they the were eights. Were they in the eights? Eight yeah, share, yeah. That's actually a really good question. Greatest WWF Raw rating ever. So curious what that would be. Uh, episode of Raw reached an 8.1 rating, the highest rated episode ever. May 10th, 1999, had fans gearing up towards the over-the-edge pay-per-view. Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler calling the action. Stone Cold Rock in the building. <clears throat> you had Kane, Billy Gunn, and... All the stars of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. A big Show versus Paul Bearer, Deborah Sable, Boss Man <laughs> Test. Cactus Jack versus Midian Viscera, Oof. Farouk versus Bradshaw, Stooges versus the Posse. Uh, yeah, that's right. Venus. That was one of the highest segments uh, in Raw history was Stooges versus the Posse. 8.1. WWE, WWF, Friday night main event. Uh, I'd say they pulled a, I don't know which way it's going to go here. Um, a four now, Friday being traditionally not a great night right. for television in general. Right, because everybody's going out and doing shit. Uh, I'll give him. I'll give him a. I'll give him a four. Fifteen point one rating with thirty three million viewers what? watching. What? Fifteen point one. Holy shit balls! That is huge. Thirty three million viewers. That's a, that's a hell of a lot of people for. Well, this was hold on. Uh, so this is rock and wrestling uh, era. Yeah, was main this is like so nineteen eighty eight ish. Yeah, so this was the height of uh, of Hogan. Um, and this all, is Andre. And all. This is Hogan. This is DiBiase. Was this Andre still around eighty eight? Say again. Was Andre still around in eighty eight? Yeah, he wasn't. He, he wasn't wrestling all the time, but Andre okay. was still there. This was not far removed from when when. DiBiase was trying to have Andre win the belt for uh, okay. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was even this fucking event, though. All I know, I remember Honky Tonk taking on <clears throat> taking on Savage for the IC title. It was Warrior Warrior and was there probably too? Right? Warrior was around there. Yeah, this is when they debuted the big Eagle belt. And it, you think they've gone from on a Friday night, which yeah. is a shit night, fifteen point two in the Nelsons Nielsen's, down to Monday, which is like a one point something. Well. Monday there's basketball. There's basketball. It was there's Memorial Day. Demand. There's Memorial Day. Yeah, and you know, things things have changed in terms of the way people watch TV, and I, you know, I think that's a big part of it. Um, now, oh, quick aside, quick aside. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this ties back to something you were saying. Sure. <clears throat> that event, that 15.2 rating, 33 million. Yeah. The live event didn't sell out. 
Really? They to this day they cannot figure out what the shit happened that night to where they did not sell and every star was there. Every star was huh. there. Empty seats had to canvas off stuff. Thirty three really? million people. The country wanted to watch it. People at the venue didn't. So strange. That, yeah, that is, that is interesting. Um, but the w- the way people watch TV has changed. You know, back in the day, it was you were a captive audience. You had to sit there and watch it, or you know, tape it on your VH uh, VHS recorder, or VCR. That's what I was going for there. I don't know why I got all technical with it. With your VHS recording system, VHS VCR Magnavox that- <laughs> XT Pro, yeah. your JVC Dynatech. You had the Zenith. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I had the I had the Aventada. I never heard of that. Yes, it was built by Juventud Aventada. <laughs> it did planches if you hit the recording button wrong. It only recorded Gen El Ocho. No matter what I recorded, it was in Spanish. The Aventada. The Ocho. Um, Ocho. But the way people watch TV is differently. Sure, um, um, you know, a fair amount of people still watch Raw live on a regular basis, um, but. Myself, I don't have cable, so I watch Raw on Hulu. I watch the Hulu cut, you know, a day or a couple days uh, after, or in some weeks, not at all, which was the case this week because yeah. everybody was saying it was it was a garbage episode. Um, but you know, but between that and um, and and DVRs and being able to fast forward, it's it's just it's just the way people consume has changed. Absolutely. And I'm not sure that the the rating system has 100% caught up to it. So in, in some respects, it's not fair to compare, um, you know, the way it was back then with the way it is now. But still, you know, you, you got to take um, the, 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 the complete number of eyes that are getting to the product, and you've also got to take, you know, the creative into it here. Now, with, going back to Raw, you had – which is being highly regarded as one of the worst raw segments um, in a long time, if not this entire year. The 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 this is your life with poor Alexa Bliss trying to fight her way through that terribly written um, clusterfuck. Cannot but you also, wait to talk to you about that. Please continue. No, no, no. Yeah, it ties fine. directly into last <clears throat> week's episode. Go ahead. Right. So you also have your Universal Champion, not who is one of your biggest draws, not on the show for. We haven't seen him since WrestleMania. And that has been two months at this at this point. Now, there's a chance. I think there's a chance we see him tonight at the end of the show, <clears throat> not doing anything physical, but at least maybe doing a stare down. I'm not sure if he's in town or not. Um, obviously, we're talking about Brock Lesnar. And then yeah. also one of the hottest commodities that organically happened, which is a rare thing to do in Braun Strowman, uh, you know, an ill-timed injury needing to take time off. So two of the, the most exciting and, and big in both stature and, um, and you know, ambiance or whatever you want to say draws uh, are off the show right now. So that's even less of a reason to tune, tune in. And, you know, the go-home shows, you never really get much on the last show before the pay-per-view because everything's normally set and it's just, you know, you may get a stare down or every now and then a pull apart or something like that. But if you would have told me on Monday afternoon, what would I look forward to on Raw tonight? And I don't think I'd be able to tell you anything. Yeah, I can't think what I would I would look at and say, can't miss can't miss this segment. Right. This has to be seen. This has to be paid attention to, and you were you were talking about the uh, the the Bailey segment. Sure. The, yeah. This was this was the talk of the town. 
was how atrocious it was. Yeah. Last week, we discussed a segment that I watched a long time ago with a guy that I lived with. Right. Uh, when Eric Bischoff had three-minute warning beat the shit out of two lesbians. Yeah, HLA. Life after promising hot lesbian action. Yep. Why wouldn't this past week <laughs> my kid's no. mother's mother oh, be dear. over to watch some of the kids while Buck and I went to go do some stuff? Uh-huh. And do some stuff. This segment, Bust yeah. A quick Chris, Chris handshake and a fucking trip to the Burger King drive-through <laughs> for those new Cheeto mac and cheese bites. Are they good? No, they're atrocious. <laughs> it's like having Mr. Burns come on your taste buds. They're awful. <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah. It feels delicious, Smithers. <laughs> so she's so removed from uh-huh. wrestling. Like, all, yeah. I mean, like to the point where like she doesn't know the mainstays that every sure. nobody that watches that doesn't watch wrestling. I've heard of Hulk Hogan. Right. I have heard of The Rock. She doesn't even know who they are. We, she was startled to see that there were women in a Stop. professional wrestling really? company. She didn't know. Dude, okay. if you don't have any, this is not anywhere near on your radar. The act of women yeah, professional wrestling might seem like a novelty to you. So, and, and she's somewhat progressive. So she's like, oh, this is great. Oh, no. And then that fucking thing oh. unfolds. And I watch a curious grandmother's face go from curious to stoic. Uh-huh. To confused, to unhappy, to beating the shit out of each other with a kendo stick. Right. And her quietly going, I was expecting some wrestling. <laughs> and then leaves the room to go get the baby ready for bed. Right. And I'm sitting there again with my dumb, smart tail tucked between my loser yep. fucking leg going, and this is why the universe hates us. Yeah, pretty much. Bailey and Alexa Bliss need to form a tag team to beat the shit out of whoever wrote <laughs> the the weird nega version of one of the greatest Raw segments of all yeah. time, Rock and Mankind, This Is Your Life, which to this day is one of the most entertaining segments in WWE yeah. history. They tried to run back with this thing, and you, I hope none of those actors got paid. I hope not a single actor yeah. got paid. Because they came out there sleepwalking through that shit, that was embarrassing. You think you think you bet, uh, and I know it's it's you know not really fair to do, but to compare the two segments, <clears throat> the original, you had you know it was it was The Rock and it was Mick Foley, two of the most um, beloved, um, you know, The Rock obviously charismatic, but Mick Foley, he was. At this point, he was just kind of the lovable loser sort of thing that everybody was rooting for. Um, and it if was. You think about that. Look, think about what you just said, too. It matches up. You got Bailey, this kind of lovable in the NXT version, the yeah. raw thing, yeah. the lovable loser. Then you've got Alexa Bliss, this reeking of sass and attitude and viciousness. She is the rock in this segment, except their roles were flipped. And that's, I think. That's where they shit the bed. Yeah, because, you know, if if anybody else in that era, you know, if, if it was Al Snow and Test... Doing that segment, it would have been as bad, if not worse, than the the Bliss Bailey segment piece of it. A lot of it had to do with The Rock and Mick Foley, and the 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 fact that 
you were, you know, kind of you were laughing along with this lovable loser as he's trying to, you know, form a camaraderie with with The Rock, who's kind of standoffish. It, it would it have been better if it was Bailey doing that to Alexa? I don't know because I don't think Bailey's that strong on the mic to be able to pull that off. But the 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 flip flop of the um, you know of the heel face dynamic in that in that thing and just the the charisma of the two together and the the hotness of the crowd, man, that crowd popped for Yurple the fucking clown back in the day. You know, it was it, it was it was weird, but it was it was different. Yeah, well, we've become it's it's funny we're you know getting into wrestling philosophy here in the crowds and such that um there's a new there, there's a really good by the way great new table for three I watched it with yesterday the creative team yeah oh no no the show. oh yeah 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 Korea. sorry yeah you said creative team and I was like <clears throat> Michael Pierce hey he's creative yeah. but yeah yeah Yo, with Bish, yeah. Bischoff and Cornette Cornette God <clears throat> damn it give that guy his own show on the network he's the best man God let him damn just it. be he's a curmudgeonly old school fart but man is he entertaining to listen to. And he, he wants to remember on. my name. He's yes, he will remember your name because of the, what you did in ROH. Yeah. Uh, if there's a Hall of Fame, trust me, you're first class. And he was right. He's one of the first dudes that can still get genuine heat. Yeah. And on their respective podcasts, they talk about that filming that table for three in the eras that they were in oh, versus okay. the era now, and they start talking a lot <clears throat> about the signs, about the the heat of the crowd. Yeah. And. With the advent of social media, look at me, all eyes on me, right. that um, th- they realized that there was a paradigm shift late in the 90s, early 2000s in WCW because they would film a lot of the crowd during the show. And when the crowd realized that they could be on screen and right. seen on the monitors, they'd stop watching the match and would pay attention to waiting to be seen. The kiss cam thing, the look at my yeah. sign thing. And that has now become the prevalent attitude in these crowds is that look at my sign. It has nothing to do with wrestling. It has everything yeah. to do with me, a website, a gigantic head. Thank you to those. Hopefully they'll be at Extreme Rules tonight Appreciate for us. you. I have that. that <laughs> the crowd, well, then they're not going to be there. The crowds are very much into themselves and not the action in the ring. Yeah. So the workers these days have to absolutely work so much harder than mm-hmm. the generations before them to get this sea of ADHD to pay attention to them. And if they don't, and if something goes off the rails, it's more prone to slip, fall, and be unable to get back up uh, any quicker than prior generations, which we saw in this Bailey Bliss segment. When this thing started to go downhill, it went downhill quick. And that crowd went from, what is this, to fuck this, to let's bounce a beach ball, to let's all get up and take a shit. And you, you can't risk segments like that anymore in this era unless you're dealing with two people that are on an Owens Jericho level uh, right. festival of friendship right. uh, capability. And I believe Bailey one day could be. I think Alexa Bliss is on the cusp. Yeah. But I think they gambled and lost here on something. I bet in the back <sighs> they this is one of those things where they they this was a scripted segment, but I don't think every word was scripted. I think they, no. they let Bliss spread her wings a little bit, and it bit them. And it doesn't. Oh, yeah. this doesn't help us get away from the every single line is scripted. Every single segment is highly produced down to the syllable. Right. When you kind of let them, what I believe, just outsider looking in, watching the segments, knowing what I know about 
performance and improv and, and you know being able to shoot from the hip. It seems like it was that to an extent. Yeah. This is going to hurt that. And this is going to have them say, nope, this is why we script every last goddamn thing we do to keep that shit from happening. Well, and I think also everything you just talked about, you also have to factor in technology because now the performers are also fighting people on their cell phones and people trying to take video and, you know, make record a Snapchat or something like that while they're going. So you have to keep their attention from that as well. And also in terms of technology, when you had a shitty segment on Raw back in 1997, um, you know, Everybody in the arena and half the people, you know, in the IWC are aren't on, you know, uh, cage side seats and Twitter just tearing it apart that at that time and the next day. Uh, but now, you know, well, you're sitting halfway through that segment in the arena and you're just, you know, tweeting out, holy shit, this is terrible. <clears throat> and, you know, it sticks. It sticks with you a little more. Like I, I, I at this point, I remember pretty much exclusively uh, highlights of Raw from the Attitude Era and a couple really shitty Kennel from Hell type of moments. All that middle ground and that upper shit crust, I kind of, I I forgot. But something this bad, this this segment falls into the um, Kennel from Hell sort of territory. And it's not going to be forgotten easily. Let's look at, yeah, you know what, this, you're absolutely right, that this is going to go down... um, Sadly so, with the Vix of the world, the beaver cleavage, I beat yeah. my girlfriend, wife thing, the May Young hand thing, which is somehow actually people are starting to love, and I, I can't get my head around that. God, uh, so the stupid. gobbledygooker, the right. just the what the fuck am I watching? This yeah. is why people laugh at us. And I'm reading the ratings here. The, the The Monday episode of Raw had the second lowest rated episode of the year, getting a... Point zero eight six rating in the eighteen forty nine demographic, meaning two point six one three million viewers. Now, the rating, the final rating of the show, once you take in all the segments, uh, the final rating was one point seven five. Um, That's all demos combined. All demos. All demos. <laughs> if you think about that, the the point eight six. That's twenty. That's two point six million viewers rounding off. They have over two million subscribers to the network. What do they do? What is the scenario if they pull off a TV? They get out of a USA. They make Raw and SmackDown a network exclusive property the way their pay per views and special events have floated towards. They're still right. available via pay per view <clears throat> if DirecTVs and Coxes and Comcasts and Turners have some of those systems have pulled the pay per views because of it feel like them being right. undercut. Yeah. Is, is there a time? sooner rather than later that they say you know what let's move this product over onto our own platform Mm -hmm. remove a television station from it Mm -hmm. and we cut out all network standards and practices we Mm -hmm. reap any money that comes in goes straight to us so instead of having to cut USA off a slice for whether it be advertising airtime it's entirely on their platform to where they might make more money with less eyes on it. And this is a bottom line business. Maybe. Because, and, and Meltzer got into this um, as well in his newsletter. Thank you, Marty Day, for that. <clears throat> so the contract with um, NBC Universal, which is the parent company of USA, which airs both Raw and SmackDown, the um, it, it ends in 2019. So they're going to start re- renegotiating next year in, in 18. 
So the thing is, it's more they make a lot of money with the TV, with the advertising, with those TV deals and licensing and stuff like that. And also, USA needs wrestling more than wrestling needs USA. Like you just said, they could just straight up and put it on the network. They have a built-in 2 million people um, there. And that's not to say all those 2 million people are going to watch Raw either live or you know the next day or whatever. But yeah. you also got to take into account Hulu and streaming like that. If they, if they put it on the network, it would be gone from Hulu too. So you're cutting out that as well. So you, you're, you're cutting out potentially more... Um, you're cutting out more potential eyes than what you have subscribers. Obviously, the idea would be to boost the subscriber base, um, which, you know, they're still shooting for that 5 million. I think that's a worldwide number. And I think they're something around three and a half to four worldwide million, um, you know, including the UK and, and certain other uh, countries and territories. And you know, they're about to do the big India push. Everyone's right. talking about, too. And they actually said in recently, I think it was a shareholders conversation, a call. Yeah, the that India is actually report. the. The, the, India is the number two market. And right. with a digital platform, you have Well, digital is number one. Digital is the number one market. With, and with digital, you have the WWE network around the world. You have an exact specific amount because of IP backtracing. You can tell exactly how many people. There is 2,763,524 right. people watching. With Nielsen, if you're not familiar, it's a sample. Right. Uh, it is a sample of the market, and people for years have argued these ratings being highly inaccurate. Yeah, you could literally, well, you could literally turn the television <laughs> on and walk away. Yeah, and you'll still get the ratings for it. Right. Um, it, it depends. I mean, there's if we're gonna get to radio here for a second, we have these meters that people clip yeah, to their hips. Personal people meters. The PPMs, and if one family with this PPM decides to go on vacation, because there's so few of these out there. It looks like we've suffered a 15% ratings drop yeah. and a multi-million dollar corporation makes a sweeping changes yeah. because someone decided to go to fucking Rehoboth for the week right. and bounce or... And there's so work. few meters out there that they take this small sample size and and uh, apply it to the entire uh, yeah. thing, which is... It's, it's, it's really not a not fair system. It's a horribly <laughs> unfair, inaccurate system. So as much as we're talking about, my God, these ratings have dropped off... And mathematically, they have the specific amount will never be known. What will be known is whatever is on the network, which is the way that they're able to say, right. okay, 205 is fucking eating it. More yeah. people are watching old WCW pay-per-views, which, by the way, interesting angle on that. What happened when and something to wrestle they're with. They're doing redos now. Have become, oh, I know they're doing the redos. It's, they're fucking so entertaining. Have become so goddamn big. Have well, yeah. become so fucking large. They're influencing large network ratings. That network, the day after they did their Halloween Havoc yeah. 1998, it shot up the goddamn charts. So like two to or where, three. Yeah. that there. I was watching the fucking thing. They tell you to watch it during it. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. When we had people uh, watching it for the, um, the, the Rough House, House Redo on Friday, it didn't seem to have much influence on the network. I, uh, I didn't oh, well. get any numbers back. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we really pinged the needle much. We're Actually, not Bruce we, Pritchard, buddy. Jesus Christ, or Tony Schiavone at that point, or fucking uh, or or Conrad, but we're not Mark a, Madden at this point. <laughs> no, no, are you kidding? We're not. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're, we're oh, not God, Harvey Whippleman at this point. 
Oh, who's the one dickhead with Matt Harvey? Who's that guy? Oh, um, that was the pull um, I was going for, and can't yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, cue yeah. it up. Um, fuck, I can't think of his name either. Everybody's yelling at their They're at their devices right, right now. now. Mike Adamley. Adam Mike Adamley. Yes, yes. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, there it is. I got there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I could easily Harvey. see <clears throat> Matt Harvey. Oh God. I could Whew. see there being a day where once the day? subscriptions crest. Uh-huh. Over top, they'll get to a point where they're like, okay, USA, thank you for your rela- your relationship. Thank you, Dick Ebersol. But let's let's put this on Raw. Uh, just put Raw and SmackDown on the network. Yeah. <clears throat> I think now that is that could be another golden era because you're not going to be beholden to selling televised advertising. Mm-hmm. And you could go back to doing two-hour Raws where – you actually get more content in because there's no breaks. There might be a network break to talk about the next event. Sure. I mean, they do commercial breaks at NXT, but it's just a promo for a show or the next pay-per-view or something. That's it. Yeah. I'm telling you, that could be the next golden age when they get it all on the network and standards and practices go away. You're not going to go full on fucking rated R. No, no, no. They're not going to go that that intense because it's still a family, you know, so mostly family oriented. I mean, they uh, got to be looking at the, that Netflix report recently, where that new House of Cards came out. Yeah, and Netflix is now worth billions and billions and billions. Well, Netflix almost fucking went out of business five years ago. Yeah. Netflix almost went under during the Flickster Netflix debacle, where they raised the price. Right, and now where there's going to be a separate business for streaming and a separate business for mail and DVD. They they shit down their legs so bad. And did such an amazing course correction to where a company that was on the cusp of going under, their stock plummeted to, right. to nothing, almost junk status. Now they're worth billions of dollars. And you know what it was? <clears throat> they focused on the creative in their mm-hmm. original programming. Yes, and the creative is great. Yeah. And the creative on Netflix Except for Iron isn't... Fist. Iron Fist is one of the few misses. Ah, Sense8 <laughs> also was fucking garbage. Um, uh, you watch Sense Eight, the no, Wachowski it, brothers. It got, thing. it got canceled though. So. Well, yeah, it did. Rightfully so. Fuck that show. I didn't see that. That they don't have to worry about the FCC. Yeah. They don't have to worry about these these standards, practices, advertisement. Yeah. Uh, uh, businesses being like, ah, oh, we're not going to advertise on that slop. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They can just focus on the creative. People come to it and they put out a great product. I would pray they're halfway there. They got one foot in the pool with the digital platform. Mm-hmm. Put the other foot in. Go all in, get the fuck off television, and make the shows better. And I think you'll see in the long run, it might be a slowing at first, right. but if the product gets better, shit, man, you'll have seven, eight, nine, ten million subscribers in the next ten years. Yeah, my my worry about that is the the uh, middle America, not not the people not on the coasts of you know, basic cable is basic cable. Most people have in in that area, you know, you think of cord cutting and that's, you know, all the everything starts around the coast and then slowly creeps their way in. You want to talk to somebody in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, of of what kind of how they consume their um, content. Uh, If I had to guess, I'd say the majority of it is sitting in front of their, you know, 32 inch Magnavox uh, in their living room with basic cable and not. You know, watch streaming WWE Network on a tablet, and I don't know if if Middle America is ready for that. 
They're probably not, but if 20 of those fucking hayseeds bounce and one Uncle Daddy decides to glue a satellite dish to a fucking roof of a barn to get the damn thing, it's worth it. <laughs> All right, if, they're, if they get someone Uncle paying Daddy. them... 10 bucks directly <laughs> right. versus 20, 20 fucking, you know, river water drinking slack jaws that ain't. They'll take the one that's paying versus the 20 that aren't. And ratings yeah. be damned. They're making cash money. I think yeah. Yeah, this is going to it's one of those things. This is interesting. This is this is some beh- way behind the curtain shit here. But there was a time in 98 Rock history not long ago where the ratings were not good. Uh-huh. But the. Whoa, hold there. There's that F-14. Yeah, it's kicking in. Watch out, Maverick. Watch out, huh? You're hitting the hard <laughs> deck. So where while the ratings might not have been great, the income was good. Uh-huh. And a, a, a business will say, well, okay, our ratings might not be great, but goddamn, the money's still flowing. So, okay. And if you could hit that, it, now trust me, they don't want the ratings to be garbage. They want right. them to work out. And what they want is what they're getting now, which is a top quality program that's very low cost and high return. And the WWE might have a, a constriction for a bit to where their, their viewership will go down, but the money coming in could be larger. And then if the product increases in right. quality, much like a certain new morning show, then <laughs> the next thing you know, they're hitting the money, they're hitting uh-huh. the creative, and they're back to where they need to be. Yeah, it, it's certainly not. Uh, it's certainly in the realm of reasoning that that could happen. Now we got to talk extreme rules, yeah. but first, yeah, I watched push it. My, I'm going to push myself away from the desk for a second. I'm going to keep these headphones on. And I'm going to let this fucking Moab drop on this bunker here and blow us up with some Lucha Underground Chris. Take it away. Did you not watch? Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. I don't get El Rey anymore. What? Yeah. It got taken off your, uh, what do you have, Comcast or Ufios? I got Comcast. It got taken off of Comcast? Comcast and Arundel don't get El Rey anymore. Matt Fowler from IGN doesn't get El Rey anymore. There's a, there's a stack of oh. networks around the country that cut El Rey and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Damn, that's, that's tough. Project Discovery. Yeah, El Rey took Ooh. a bit of a hit nationally. That's the worst possible time because they just had all this new exposure with being on Netflix the first two seasons. Yeah. And they come back from a unplanned nearly six-month hiatus and pick up the second uh, where they left off. There was no re- there was no uh, recap of what you may have missed this past season. There was nothing. It was the last episode we saw in like fucking December was next week. We're going to see Johnny Mundo versus the Mac for a title all night long. Wait, six With months. With that said, I did fire up iTunes and download that shit. Hey, so I watched the whole thing. Okay? Uh, that makes me so happy. So I watched it. Yes, uh, yes, yes. But I love it. This is your fucking baby. So give yeah, it, it to me. Drink it in. I like what you said right off the bat that they I was very confused. They pretended that the last episode was two weeks ago. Well, yeah, because that's how it was filmed. I mean, everything was filmed at this done filming at this point last year almost. Yeah. So everything everything was in the can. And this was an unplanned sort of thing. And I, I believe the reasoning was to kind of stretch out this season until they figure out if there's going to be a next one and when they're going to record it and work out all those logistics, which have even since gotten more complicated with the whole AAA mishap and then being in bed with them and the, the 
just a whole bunch of shit happening behind the scenes there. So as of right now, we still don't know if there's going to be a season four. But the uh, second part of season three did kick off this past week. Uh, hopefully you guys have the El Rey Network or, or, or watched it somehow. So it was the all night long match. And this is, I think, the second all night long match they've done. Johnny Mundo's been in both of them. The first one was with Prince Puma, I believe, in season one. Uh, so this one was with the Mac and it was for the title. And it was, I mean, obviously, you know where I'm going with this. I fucking loved it for many reasons. Um, but I think, you know, the smarkiness and, and love, unabashed love of Lucha aside, I thought it was a really well-booked um, sort of is their answer to an Iron Man match. You know, the most amount of pinfalls within the time limit of the TV show uh, would would win. And sure, the, the, the ending was uh, uh, a little bit hokey and you could see it a mile away. But also, it was um, uh, it was just well executed, and, and you got sucked into it. So the the match started out um, with the Mac and, and and Mundo in there, and the the, the story they were telling <clears throat> is that the Mac is you know a huge dude, um, surprisingly agile, but the, you know they're comparing uh, the the wind and the stamina of the Mac against a Johnny Mundo, who's the perfect picture of health, washboard abs, and, um, you know, just a supreme parkour athlete. Uh, so you have that um, dichotomy going there. Uh, Mundo scores a relatively quick pinfall with the uh, the end of the world on there. Um, and then uh, shortly after that, he goes up to zip with a roll-up with the help from the ropes. Um, so he's up, he's up to nothing, and then... Uh, there's a ton of shenanigans that happen because there's no DQ, uh, apparently. So at one point, um, I'll give him credit for this because they kept most of the chicanery towards the end. They let a couple of the falls be actually based on their, you know, on wrestling match. So at one point, Mac chases Mundo out of the ring. Mundo crawls under the ring, and you see Mundo crawl out the other side of the ring. Mac chases around Dario Cueto's office. But then we cut back to the ring, and we see that Johnny Mundo's coming out of the ring right now. Well, who did the Mac chase around? It was PJ Black, another member of the Worldwide Underground, one of the best factions in wrestling history. I don't care what you say. Um they're amazing. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I top ten, but go ahead. They're, <laughs> they're so great. What are you talking about? They're perfect. Um, can, okay. <laughs> Your fanboy is up here is, is ripping out of my speakers. <laughs> I have a feeling there could be an episode of Lucha Underground, which is just a pony having a miscarriage in the middle of the ring. As long as one of those things had a mask on, you'd be like, this is good wrestling. This is good. As long as Pentagon comes out and breaks one of its limbs, I'll be, Snaps its I'll be all in. Road. By the way, who's the one member of, of the Worldwide Underground? He's the newest guy. He's the fourth dude. Uh, Ricky Mandel. Ricky Mandel. Why didn't they have Mandel be... I don't know. Johnny, because he <laughs> I, looks just like Johnny It's a great Mundo. question. It's a great question. Don't have a good answer for it. Okay. Uh, I think maybe to, to for the reveal of him, because, you know, in the promo for season three in the original trailer, we saw that there were a, there was a fifth member. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's Mundo, Black, Jack Evans, Taya. And then in that promo, we saw a fifth member. And we hadn't seen that member 
up until then, but they had done a couple vignettes um, sporadically throughout the first part of the season of Ricky Mandel kind of fanboying Johnny Mundo and uh, never really put it together until he showed up at the end to hold the max leg um, while he's trying to, uh, to to perform this move. But PJ Black gets involved, um, so the you know the numbers game starts to come into effect, uh, and then uh, Son of Havoc comes down to even the score. Um, with two kendo sticks, and and they have some fun exchanges beating each other, uh, all four of them with kendo sticks. At one point, and I know you're going to laugh at me for this, my favorite part of the match, you could probably see where I'm going with this, um, the Mac gets incapacitated outside, and Son of Havoc is trying to revive him. So Son of Havoc, in his infinite glory, goes and knocks on Dario Cueto's office. This, no, dude, this was, <laughs> this was the moment that I came off my sofa. Yeah. Because... Take it away. Popeye had his spinach. Uh-huh. The Mac has Rolling Rock. <laughs> it was Modelo, but yeah. Modelo? Okay, yeah. he had his fucking Product cervezas. placement to the T, man. He needed a beer. Uh-huh. I fucking love that the Mac needs a beer to revive himself. That shit made me cackle. Oh, the the best part was Havoc knocks on Cueto's office. Cueto looks out like, what the heck's going on? And Havoc is asking him for help. And Dario Cueto... Comes back with a bottle of water, and Havoc's like, no, I don't need fucking water. Slaps it out of his hand. And then the crowd, the believers in the temple, God bless them, are like beer, like chanting beer or something. And, and Cueto, goddamn, he's so damn good, just looks around like, he, like he's listening. Like, okay, okay. Comes back, gives him a couple uh, couple beers, and Havoc just pours them on Mac, and Mac gets all hulked up. It's so fucking hilarious. God bless them. I will it's say, great. too, another moment in the, in the, the show that was – it, it visually unbelievable was Mac doing the top of the ladder splash yeah. onto Mundo through the table yeah. and the creativity of using the cement steps and having Mundo tied to the back brace yeah. board and have him surf down to the bottom of it. Yeah. They cut to whoever that cameraman is at the bottom of the steps kick a little something else in his envelope yeah. because the shot. angle that they shot right up of a screaming Johnny Mundo riding down the steps yep. was, I mean, chortle-worthy. Yeah. This this match, much in the way that we referred to the debacle that was the Bailey Bliss, this is your life match, will go down in shit you shouldn't do in wrestling. Yeah. Shelf. Yeah. Uh, in the vault. This is going to be one of those matches where what are some of the stuff that was a defining moment in Lucha? Should it ever go away? Or yeah. should it continue on for years? Like, hey, when... Give me some give me some stuff that when that when there's a lucha thing that's happened. There's yeah. a bunch of fucking lizard soldiers. Right. There's uh, a guy that turns <laughs> into a dragon and took yeah. off into the background. There's uh, a flying uh, time traveling spaceman. A roided up freak has a power glove. Yeah. This dude. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Cage has a, a goddamn gauntlet. power. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet essentially. He has the power glove, yeah. and it's not going <laughs> to save him at the Grand Nintendo Championships. Oh my God! It's Super <laughs> Mario Brothers three. The young kid in the movie was definitely autistic. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those matches that people like if you would like to see the most concentrated Mio energy drink without being squirted into water, Lucha match. Yeah. This is it. it hit Out of nowhere. Cylinders. You've got okay, you've got Metalachi up there, they're fucking getting down. Wait right. a minute, I don't recognize that member of Metalachi. Right. Oh fuck! The Maracas player is diving onto the World Wide Underground. Get the fuck out of here! It's Sexy Star. Yep. You've got the stair surf. You got a fat black guy being revived with a beer to do a uh -huh. dive through a table. Uh, you got you you got uh, one of the probably one of the most verbally 
crass vampiros I've heard in a while. He's dropping bullshits and this yeah. is shit. This shit sucks. We hear a lot he more was, of that on the iTunes because it's unedited, too. Yes, you heard quite a bit. I yeah. mean, I'm hearing like people mumble fuck this in the background and all yeah. that. They it, it, So maybe that was it. Maybe they didn't show that on the El Rey feed. Yeah. But this, this match was as lucha as lucha gets outside of a mystical being showing up. Right. And there was also really good wrestling in there, too, which is what really, you know, endears the show to, to myself and a lot of people. Like, you know, even the uh, the injured, um, the, the, the uh, injury spot, the fake injury that, that Mundo did, it was it was really well executed. And when, you know, the when the Mac went over to wish him well and turn his back to him and then Mundo did the kip up and then, you know, kneed him in the face and then got the pinfall there. It was great. That's good storytelling. And, you know, the first part of the match that was mostly wrestling-based, those two put on a really good match together. And I, I you know, would like to watch those two, um, you know, have a, have a full-on non-gimmicky match, and I think it would be entertaining. Um, and that, you know, Mundo is uh, a hell of a talent. I just started listening to uh, when he was on uh, Austin's show um, not too long ago promoting his movie. Um, but him talking, uh, you know... Boone the Bounty Hunter? Yeah. Did you listen to that podcast? You listen to Austin at all? (laughs) And I've read some reviews on Boone, and apparently it's really funny. Is it? Like, Boone is no bullshit funny. I'll have to check it out at some point. It's probably on iTunes or something. Uh, But but switching gears to that podcast, I've only gotten maybe like the first 20, 25 minutes in. But it was really interesting... when Aust- when Mundo was talking about doing all these indie shows and how the business has changed and 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 Austin was legitimately um curious about how you know cuz Steve Austin's a very very old school kind of guy Mundo kind of came up in that transitioning era and has really gotten to a lot of prominence in the in this new era of 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 wrestling where it's you know it's not the old um feed comeback sort of thing bump feed whatever they, they, they were calling it it's it's a lot of you know figuring out what the crowd wants and the crowd wants is a bunch of, of flippy shit and then a stare down at the end you know looking uh at like the the osprey uh ricochet stuff so it, it, it was it was really interesting to me to hear austin being so curious about that and 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 you know how how everything has evolved over the years it's interesting because it, i did listen to that because Steve Austin, uh, there were no independents when he was coming. There were territories. There were territories, yeah. So, yeah, there were, there were, it was a territory system, and now there's a big league in independent systems. And Mundo was actually a WWE product. I mean, yeah. he was tough enough, yeah. made it to the top, and OVW, then had to go independent. Yeah. Right. So he got to see a lot of independents because he was very much in demand. Any ex-WWE wrestlers sure. going to have their pick of the litter where they want to work right after Come see Jack, Jack Swagger this Friday at MCW. Yeah, what was he called now? Like, like Bill, Jake Bill Swagger. Wager? I Jake think it's Jake Swagger. Swagger. Yeah, Jake Swagger. All right, or maybe Here's Swagger to... still, but Jake is instead of Jack. So, what if we find out he was faking his lisp the whole time? That would it be was a gimmick. Outstanding. And speaking, tying it together with Lucha Underground, Jeff Cobb uh, Matanza is also going to be at MCW this Friday, and I believe he's wrestling Leo Rush. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're which right. should be a great fucking match. So make sure you go out to MCW this Friday. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a Balor versus Brock sort of yeah. uh, engagement there. Those are two of the brightest stars happening in in the Indies right now. So go see them. So you see that uh, yeah, Morrison got to do the Indies. Tell him about the difference because yeah. Steve Austin was very old school. Oh, Bill yeah. Watts, Cowboy era, mm-hmm. Georgia Championship Wrestling, the Sportatorium. Yeah. Uh, versus these independents. That yes, things 
things have absolutely changed, and I, and I do appreciate that Steve Austin is is just is very curious. He'll never return to them or anything like no, that, but no. he's learning as much as he can about them. But by God, uh, I, I don't know what makes a better wrestler. I'm seeing some examples of the latter that I'm about to say. Okay. You have the former. Went to a school. Uh-huh. Got into the indies. Got into a bigger league, ROH. Sure. In, yeah. Impact. Goes to WWE. There's his career. Okay. Or do you have somehow, someway, Hooker Bright Crook gets into WWE, works there, career ends, then goes to indies, mm-hmm. invents themselves, reignites their passion, finds themselves, adjusts, goes back to WWE or a large organization, New Japan, Impact, uh, Lucha, what yeah. have you. Because one, what the reason I said the latter, it seemed to produce some pretty incredible wrestlers right now looking at John Morrison, left, yeah. blew up, got great. Now here he is, one of the best performers in the world. Yeah. Look at our WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, left, found himself, returned, killing it. Mm-hmm. Let's look at, at Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Left, got good, came back. It's not always the case. Will that be the case with Jack Swagger? Maybe. Will that be the case, case with Ryback? I doubt it. I no, think he's, he's been burned a, a lot of bridges. I think he's been a little acidic. But it, it, it's interesting when you, when you get a little, a little tasty. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Or you, you, you lived, uh, you, you, you lived uh, how do I put this, a little too lackadaisically once you rested on your laurels in the big league. Because yeah. not saying Mundo did that or Morrison did that. Because Morrison was fine in the WWE, but I yeah. feel like he, he kind hit of his own ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Definitely plateaued. But then what he's become now. Yeah. Look at the acting in this up all night match when he's pretended to hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. I legitimately was like, "Oh God, I think he fucked himself up." Right? Like, I guess. I mean, if they're gonna tape, because the the smart side of my head is going like, "Well, I guess if they if they taped this, they taped so far into it that they don't have to throw away all this right. footage." So I guess they might have someone else come out and PJ Black will take over. Other side of me, fan side, is like, oh, my God, he's hurt. Yeah. What do they do? No part of me was 100% like, mm, it doesn't work. Let's yeah. just wait. He's coming back. He's coming back. To when he did, oh, you son of a the bitch. Son of a bitch, You yeah. coward. That was all his acting. That yeah. was all his performance. It was such a good performance. It was. It was like, oh, you fucking got me, you prick. Yeah. Oh, I hope that Mac kicks your ass. And that's a great performer. And I feel like he learned that outside of the WWE. Yeah. And that's another thing that benefits Lucha Underground is that 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 feeling you had of this could be a work, but it could be, um, you know, it could be anything because it's fucking Lucha Underground where a literal dragon is a performer. So that's that's what I love about the show is because it can go anywhere it fucking wants to. It's already established. It's not of this world or of kayfabe or of pro wrestling. It's just batshit crazy. And that obviously is is is, is why I love it. Now, the, the ending of the match, um, you mentioned the splash through the table, which was beautiful. And the mat climbing that ladder. Whew. I, I can't imagine how much that fucking hurt uh, both of them when that happened. Um, and, you know, the 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 the, the finish, you know, I, I saw coming. I was like, oh, they're because they, they started emphasizing the timer and you can kind of see them them throwing uh, time cues to Mac. But it was still good. You know, the last 
millisecond before um, Marty Elias's hand went down for the three count, the bell rang. So the match, uh, you know, the title didn't change hands and the match ended in a draw. Tie goes to the winner. Um, and I loved it. I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. That was the very pro wrestling thing to do. But then, of course, the very Lucha Underground thing to do is to have Dario Cueto come out and be like, no ties in my temple. Next week, we started over from the beginning and next pinfall wins. It's just a, ba- it's a basic match. But he said it could go all night long again. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to do that two weeks in a row. But just the, um, you know, Dario, because the crowd was hot, man. They were pissed because they were firmly behind the Mac in that match. And then Dario came out and got his pop with that announcement. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to to part two of that match. Um, I don't know if the crowd's still going to be as hot. I'm not sure of how the filming uh, of those episodes went. Um, but obviously, I, I'm all in on it. it. It was curious. I, I read a couple reviews online about the show. And people were... Um, kind of ups not upset but kind of they wanted more from the mid-season premiere uh than just one match but you you got to think that if this wasn't a planned break they didn't record these episodes thinking that they were going to take a break for 6 months they were planning them to air back to back to back to back to back so that you couldn't really do that but i think this was a fine reintroduction into the world uh by focusing on this match and obviously there were a bunch of other players involved like we mentioned there yeah, I do have to excuse them with the weird uh, mid-season break return, yeah. being that they just acted like it just happened two weeks ago. Right, no If this was like a Walking Dead mid-season finale break right. or another television show where this was planned, I'd be like, that was a garbage fucking reintroduction. Right. Not the show, the reintroduction. Yeah. But this was out of their hands, so... Hopefully this, this uh, even though there's no de- definite uh, news on that front, that... This is uh, good news that they're back. That already brought them back. They're at least well. Here. They were already recorded, so you know it would be stupid hey, to not air them. That happens all the time, though. Where shows get uh, what's that one DC show where it was a DC comic book television show where it had Ron Funches in it, and it was all about oh, the insurance um, company. Yeah, uh, not so super called? or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but you know the show. But I that know I'm the show. About. Yeah, the yeah. kid from Community was in it too, and yeah, uh, the the cat from Firefly was in it. Uh, uh, Alan Tudyk. Oh, Alan, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a a, a bucket of those things recorded. You're never gonna right. see. They 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 will. Yeah, they but will that's network TV. Shit. This is El Rey, so you know. And Robert Rodriguez is is at least a little bit invested into this financially, if not personally. So I don't think he would he would on his own network not air the rest of them. Well, before we jump to Extreme Rules and put oh, a yeah, bow on this tonight. bad boy, let's do Lucha Underground and just to see what Google comes up with today on What Say You, Google, here on the Gape Hut. <laughs> let's see what Google says about Lucha Underground Season 4. Any results within the last 24 hours? Top result is nothing. All just right. the Lucha Underground website. So yeah. Up in the air. Up in the air. Let's go to the past week, and the result is nothing. So there's no scuttlebutt. That doesn't right. mean that it's not coming back, but it would be it's nice not encouraging to hear. either. Yeah, we're not hearing a whole lot of that. So Extreme Rules 2017. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Monday, you can listen alongside and wonder how correct or incorrect we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see uh, a child and a sexually unsatisfied woman in the crowd know that it is Buck and my stepson, so please don't anybody throw a beer on them. Throw oh, they're going tonight? 
Yes, they are. I'm not, but I will be here. So I am totally cool with that. Totally cool. So with that. Yeah, okay, that's. Well, your your stepson's into wrestling, so that's a yes. He is John Cena, everything. But he's so, not going to be there. Is he a Roman nope. Reigns kid then? Uh yes, loves him, loves okay, Reigns and loves go. Cena. So I am living with the example of what the <laughs> WWE and like. Well, they don't have the money to 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 spend the stuff. I, I like Dean Ambrose and I like no, Finn Balor and do. I'm 26 and their grandparents do yeah. and their uncle does and their aunt does and the one uncle that lives out of state does right. and they're all competing for that kid's love so they're all showering him in shit. So you don't for us. You would think at any point Zane is going to be fucking headlining mania cuz the yeah. kid don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. I'll talk um, to it. I I barely do at this point. I, oh god damn it. So did you so Which before we get to, to say. this did you watch? Do you watch the table for three? I did with all of them. What did. did you think about their mania main event ideas? Uh, I think uh, Cornette Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar match has nothing but big big money written all Shit, over. Shit, that sounded awesome. Sign me the hell. Even if it happens, a great balls of fire, which you know is unlikely that uh, Samoa Joe wins this tonight. Um, but uh, that that is certainly a dream match. Uh, Bischoff, what did what did Bischoff say? I think his was um, a a face. Cena, pure oh, heel and Roman, Roman. Reigns. Yeah. yeah, yep. That's and that has nothing but money written all over that too. And then Hayes said Reigns and I forget. I, I forgot the Freebirds Midnight Express. Freebirds Midnight <laughs> Express. Headline, headline WrestleMania. Probably not going to pull in big money, big prizes. No, no. no. The, the my favorite part, just to go back to that table for three. The first part with Cornette talking about how the beef with Bischoff and Bischoff was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't hate you at all." It was, it, it was, it was just spectacular. Yeah, you're getting, I loved, you're I getting loved every shit minute intel. Of it. You're getting yeah. real shit intel. It was so good because Bischoff just sat there and and just smiled and took it all in. And Cornette's rambling, doing his Cornette thing, and it was it was really a treat. I would have liked a, a, the full unedited. Sort of thing, man. There's money in that. And I think it was the number two rated thing uh, program on the network this past week. Now, too. do you know that the odds are out for uh, for tonight? For, yeah, I, try for to, tonight. I, I usually don't look at them. But, yeah, go ahead. Since you brought it up, let's let's rock them out. Is Bauer yes. the, the top seed to win uh, the five-way? He's actually not. Uh, the Let's get a look here. Hold on. Because it's 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 Balor, it's uh, Reigns, it's Rollins, it's Joe, and it's who am I missing? Fe- you Balor, have you have uh, Joe, Reigns, Rollins, Balor, Reigns. Wyatt, Joe, Wyatt. Hey, I Wyatt. forgot about Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'm okay. WWE creative. <laughs> Here are your odds: Rollins seven to one odds. Okay. B- Balor sixteen to one odds. Re- okay. Roman thirteen to one odds. All right. Bray, 10 to 1 odds, and Samoa Joe, the clear favorite. What? 3 to 10. Really? Vegas booking, Vegas booking has got Samoa Joe winning tonight. Really? Okay. I mean, hell, I, I like I said, I, I I love that match on paper, Joe and, 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 and uh, Brock. You know, would you do it at a Great Balls of Fire? Yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, you got to get. Oh, they definitely would do that at a Great Balls of Fire. They do that at Great Balls of Fire. Just to see Samoa's right. draw. Because Samoa, again, you talk about the center states, coastal states. Coastal states, everyone's into it. Digital yeah. era, everyone's into it. Red states, who's that fat guy with the titties that I don't like? It's, <laughs> let's see. If, if he moves the needle real well, 
and I hope he would, then right. yes, then they move him on up. If not, bring in Strowman, which is what they want right. to do. Well, you know we'll they're going to do a SummerSlam more or less. So and that's the I mean, maybe this is the perfect spot to do it because essentially it's going to be a one and done with whoever wins. Because because Braun Strowman's waiting in the uh, oh in, yeah in, in Gorilla ready to come out and pounce and uh, and tip over some ambulances. Um, so yeah, like you said, maybe this is the perfect spot to do to do Joe and Brock and and test the waters and you know man that ma- I I I you know I want to see that match really badly. Now so, let's break it down. Let's you just start at the, let's just start at the top of the card here. Yeah, right. uh, I know the odds say Joe. Yeah. I still think Balor. Uh, because of the, the the size differential, yeah. The, uh, the 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 hope of seeing. Okay, by the way, pay per view. Are we getting Demon Balor entrance, or does he wait for a one on one? I I don't know uh, because, like you said, it's not a one on one, and it's also not a huge pay per view. It's not a, a SummerSlam or a Rumble or or anything like that. He did it at SummerSlam. That was his real. That was actually, I think, his first match. On the on the main roster was at SummerSlam and he he was the demon that he won and then the whole shoulder thing. Which did you watch that twenty four? It was really good. No, I, I should. I know yeah. it's on there. A lot of people have said it's great. I'm gonna go Balor based on you like Balor? Uh, okay. that they want. That I like they they like the the heel versus the the monster heel versus right. the smaller baby face. I mean that was Hogan's entire career. Yeah. Uh, you have the promo from Heyman. That to me was yeah. great as it was was very very specific about uh-huh. Finn Balor. It was that screamed, "You're the guy we want to face." Now people would also say he's also the smallest guy right. in there. You could toss, so you could throw him farther than Samoa Joe or Bray Wyatt. Exactly. Yes, he's yeah. a lot easier to to ragdoll around. So I will just go out and I will say Balor wins tonight. Okay, I think I, I, I'm I'm going for Seth Rollins. Okay. Because I think um, you had a little taste of Rollins and Lesnar uh, a couple times at that triple threat main event that at the Rumble we went to. It was uh, Lesnar, Cena, and Rollins for the title, which was great. And then another triple threat situation when Rollins cashed in his money in the bank at WrestleMania the in the Reigns-Lesnar match. So we may have – I don't know if we've gotten a one-on-one Rollins-Lesnar match. And I think Rollins – if it's going to be a one and done and you want a safe choice there, I think Rollins versus Brock is a, is a great way to go. I think Balor versus Brock really tells a good story, but I think you may want to save that to something with a longer build and a little more uh, of a high-profile pay-per-view. Reigns, they're supposedly keeping uh, for Lesnar for WrestleMania, so I don't see that happening. Uh, Wyatt and Joe are the wild cards. Uh, obviously not if you look at the, the betting odds there. Um but also, I'd be interested in in a, in a Wyatt and Lesnar match. But I think I think the safe bet, from my point of view, is Rollins. Yeah, I think the last time we got them was Rollins and Lesnar Battleground 2015. I don't even remember that. So it's it's been a while. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And Mel, you know what? Did they even do it again in 2016? Uh. uh no. No. I don't think they don't did. Think so, uh, Rollins was out most of 2016. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, it was. It was Ambrose. It was a triple threat for the WWE: Rollins, Reigns, Ambrose. Yeah. So it's been a hot second, and yeah. Rollins is the guy that I would get would deliver a great match. And I think Rollins kind of needs it right now. He does because I feel like of the guys in that group, 
maybe aside from uh, Wyatt, who's kind of swimming around as he's wont to do. As he always does, yeah. Joe is just just kind of getting in, just uh-huh. kind of getting in on stuff. Still a fucking travesty. He didn't have a WrestleMania match. True. Reigns is fine. Balor's fine. Uh, Joe is finding his footing. Bray needs something. Uh, Rollins needs something. Rollins, Rollins, I think I might have just said Rollins was, was fine. He's not. Rollins, I, I they they still got damn they dropped the ball with him upon his return. They completely they fucked that up when they he did. returned and did the I got your letters and threw him in the fucking fire. Right. And then he just decides to be face for no reason. It, it well, it's because he had to face Triple H. That I was the reason. Guess. <laughs> it, it just wasn't it, his is this this Kingslayer gimmick. Uh, I I don't know what's going on with Rollins. I'm not disinterested in him. He puts on great matches. Yeah. He's great on the mic. But I need He's I need more some character. something behind him. Okay, yeah. Roman needs to sink his teeth into being a heel. Yeah. Rollins needs a, a, a Lesnar right now. Joe's gonna be fine. Finn's gonna be fine, and yeah. please find something for for Bray. So, wh- uh, what about the 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 Intercontinental Championship? Because you've I, seen on Raw, yeah. the Drifter is circling the drain with Ambrose right now. Right. He's kind of floating around the periphery. He's he drifting is. in and out no, of Ambrose's no. life. Yeah, he is. What do you think of the Drifter right now? Um, I th- I think him wandering around backstage with the guitar is hilarious and like walking across the hard camera while a match is happening. Just subtle Drifter sightings is great. He got a squash match on Monday, um, so uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I was never impressed with his in-ring um, work, but if he were to interject himself into this match, it, it would be curious because Ambrose is the face and he's the champion, but the stipulation of the match is that if he gets disqualified, the title changes hands. Yes. Now, the drifter has just been drifting, but is he a face? Is he a heel? It seems more heelish of a of a gimmick than than face. So if, if if Drifter's next in line for a title shot, then you would want Ambrose to retain. But I really, uh, obviously, we've spoken a great length about how great the Miz is, uh, and both uh, on the mic and as a character, and you know more than competent in the ring. Um, so I, I would like to see Miz have another title reign. But you, I don't. Can you do Drifter Miz at this point? No, I think what you get here is you get, if I'm just going to predict here, fantasy book, you're going to get a drifter distraction, Ambrose mm-hmm. disqualification, Miz gets the title, moves on with it to someone else, okay. and you get a no title involved Ambrose, Ambrose drifter. drifter thing. Drifter's intro where he sings what happened last week, <laughs> if they keep that shit up, yeah. that's going to be must-watch television for me. Yeah, because it, he can't fucking sing. He can't yeah. play. Uh-uh. I feel like he's going to get better on the guitar. And you know what? I, I you know what I'm hoping. I don't for want him, him to. <laughs> I'm hoping for an Alexa Bliss with him. I'm hoping for really? a. Why did you bring them up? Right. There's a lot of work left for that person to do. They weren't really lighting it on fire down there, and then all of a sudden, we're like, oh, wait a minute. The there people it behind is. The scenes I get it. No fuck all more than we do about right. this. They see something we don't. There he goes. I have unexpectedly sudden high hopes for the drifter. Okay. And I would think he might get involved tonight a little bit. That makes now, sense. If he, if he doesn't and on Monday they do another Ryback Braun Strowman drifter squash thing with an right. unknown. I'm out. 
because yeah. they have nothing. That screams, we don't know what to do with you these days. Right. Now, then there's actually is a thing called momentum because he actually has there, you know, right now. And if, if, if they reverse that and just go back to what they were doing, then you're right. Yeah, I'm with you. Lowmentum. I like that term. <laughs> or or bromentum. Where Bro. they he beats the shit out of Brits Russo. They just they, they have they have Vince Russo look like. Oh my likes. god! That was the other great thing about that table for three is they god, shot they kept on Vince shutting, Russo. They kept cutting so the much. shots of Russo. Yeah. they shit all over Russo so <laughs> hard. Great. Oh uh, god, I want Cornette can... Russo to headline WrestleMania. I'd watch the hell just a backlot brawl. Just just lock him in a cage and yeah. just throw a pistol in there and uh-huh. just see you can scurry towards it the quickest. That would be great. Uh, so we got Bliss and Bailey in the kendo stick on a pole match. This is so stupid for many reasons, speaking of Vince Russo. Why wouldn't you just do a kendo stick match? Why has it got to be on a fucking pole? And I, Bailey I, doesn't, but she has, but right. she shouldn't be using kendo sticks. Right. She hugs people. Yes. She's not fucking, she's not Festus. She doesn't have this weird fucking right. ball switch that she turns on and needs to get violent. Right. She doesn't need to be activated into some uh, some vicious mindset. She's Bailey. Her finishing move is literally a fucking hug. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this whole program. It's It reached a shit crescendo with right. that Raw segment. I don't like this. I want it over with. I could keep keep the belt on Bliss. Yeah. Beat the shit out of Bailey. I mean, fuck yeah. her up. Beat her a big, fat, juicy ass with that thing and, and build some sympathy up for her. Right. And get her back to where she's this sympathetic fan turned right. superstar. Oh, gee, shucks. I hope I do something one day. I think everybody hates me thing. Because right. right now, if I see her grab that kendo stick and lay in on Bliss, the, the light goes out forever on Bailey's little girl next door gimmick. Yeah. No, then she would be fully WWE'd. You know, the, 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 at that point, she's all main roster. Yeah, and there's no little glimmer of the of the the weird little super fan that we fell in love with down in uh, in NXT. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think I think uh, Bliss retains. Um, Bailey moves on to somebody else. I don't know where Bliss goes next. They tease the Nia Jax. Uh, Bliss program coming up, but they're both kind of heels, so I kind of like them together too. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing them in a uh, you know scrappy do uh, shaggy sort of sort of role um, happening there. So I don't know where where Bliss would go next. I mean, what other aside from Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox, what other women are on the fucking roster on Raw? I really don't know. Maybe that's why they're doing this May Young Classic to maybe boost some of their ranks. Do you bring someone up from NXT? Is there a, an eventual Oscar debut? Is there uh, Billy Kay, does someone come up? I don't know. I don't know. But <clears throat> yeah, that would, right that would... now, pick, pickings are thin right now on yeah. the raw side of the women's division. That's true. It's true. And just a quick note, and we'll get into it more next week. They, they announced the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which I'm super stoked for. So, um, But, okay, what else? We got the uh, Cruiserweight title on the line. It's, uh, it's Neville and um, Aries in a submission match. What do, what do you think happens here? Do you think, uh, you think Neville I think picks it night. up? I think match. Of oh the night. yeah! I think you're gonna get a great match out of this. I think I Neville. I don't know retains. that fatal, that fatal five weight could be fucking great. That could be great, but I think as far as focused, you're gonna have it a lot of crowded. spots. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a crowded, noisy main event that's gonna be very fun. Yeah, but if you're looking for just a, a wrestling match tonight, I think Aries Neville's gonna be great. Uh, Neville is so hot with what he's doing with his gimmick. Right. That uh, okay, I say hot. He's the brightest of the two o fivers, which yeah. is a, a dark sky. Uh, but Ares has the last chancery. Right. It's well, like, he's got it, rings of Saturn. Neville does though. He's been using that. 
He's been using the rings of Saturn, but if you asked 100 wrestling fans, I think 15 of them are going to know that he's using the rings of Saturn as a, as a finishing move. As to where Austin Aries right. has been using the last chancery for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Neville's known for the Red Arrow. Uh, this is one of those matches where I, I like the idea of a submission match, but I like it when you have two submission artists in there. Right. When you have people that are like, okay, you get a you, you get a Malenko versus someone, a Malenko versus a Jericho. They've each got a bunch of different submission stuff. Sure. It's like when they did they put fucking Sid, Psycho Sid into in a, a goddamn submission, submission. I believe they Not that did. I can remember. Hold on, I I, this I didn't was follow a very, his career super closely. Did they? A submission match between oh that's right the the uh, that's another one the Bret Hart Stone Cold Steve Austin submission match well that was WrestleMania thirteen wasn't it wasn't that the the Blood from the Stone uh... WrestleMania thirteen we yeah. had Bret he was Hart, busted Stone open Cold, and the sharpshooter and the blood shot down his face it was beautiful exactly legendary match yeah but to this day still like what's that submission move that Stone Cold used well yeah. That he had may have known. used a figure four at some point or something. I don't know. Like I, I can't think of one. Yeah, it's like having Brock Lesnar take on uh, Dean Ambrose in the Battle of the F fives. Right. Just one of them's got that. Right. Like I'm not sure why you're going with the submission thing. I still think it's a cool stipulation. Yeah. Uh, but I think an unnecessary one. Still, that's I'm hoping will be the final chapter in their feud. Because they don't have a lot of 205ers that are worth paying attention to. Obviously, Swan Banks, Dar Fox, who gives a shit. Swan Uh, will get a big pop because it's his hometown. I'll go, uh, yeah, so so this is Swan's hometown? Yeah. Dar and Fox win. Uh, (laughs) I I think Neville loses the title tonight to Aries. And then I think, you know, Neville gets even more pissed off. And then gets soup even more aggressive in trying to regain the title. I think that's that's where the smart booking for this feud goes, and then they blow it off finally at SummerSlam. That's now how what about I think. Hardy Boys and Cesaro, Sheamus? Uh, what do you think? What do you think recently about all the 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 the, the leaked documentation and conversation about the WWE not even being interested? In the broken gimmick. No, the, the, that's not. They're not interested in buying the gimmick. Buying the gimmick, yes. They're not interested in paying for it because it sets a precedent that they'll pay um, for a gimmick used on the indies, which they don't want to set. So uh, to say that they're not interested in using the gimmick, I think that's, that's, a, that's false. Um, they're not interested in buying it. And I think it's pretty shitty of Ed Nordholm or whatever his name is from TNA to, to put that – to leak that shit out there, you know, especially yeah. if they're going to go to litigation or some kind of lawsuit with it. That's 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 a dick move. You're already being a dick by kind of uh, um, forcing this in the court or whatever. However, it's going to end up. But I think I think that was pretty shitty. Have what you seen think? the new Matt Hardy shirt? Have you seen uh, the ex- the uh, the most exhilarating tag team in history? Oh, is that what it says? That's their new merchandise. Tremendous. That's what they're going with. They're going with the most exhilarating well, tag that's, that's team. That's all they can do right now. I mean, I I know Matt is trying to buy the gimmick, and if Matt buys the gimmick, and you know, will then I think it can be used in WWE because they'll reach some kind of agreement. But WWE is not. They're not. They've they've pretty much stand tall so far, saying that they're not going to pay for a gimmick that was founded elsewhere. So, uh, in terms of the match tonight. 
Um, man, Cesaro and Sheamus haven't won a match in over a month. They've done a bunch of these one-on-one matches where Jeff pins Sheamus and then Matt pins Cesaro and then Matt pins Sheamus and then Jeff pins Cesaro. And then they they regained the titles or uh, retained the titles at the last pay-per-view. I don't remember the last time Cesaro and Sheamus won a match. So is that reverse momentum? Does that mean that they're going to win the titles tonight? Um, are we going to see some crazy spots off the cage? Probably. Uh, I kind of don't know where this is going. Um, Is the nostalgia factor of the Hardys already dying off? I think this this aggressive heel Shizaro team up uh, is great, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing them with some gold. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll go with Shizaro, I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to be Shizaro. Uh, I'm hoping it does add to some different dimension in the the are they broken, are they not, what are yeah. they thing. I still would like to see them have Maxel, Rebby, and Senor, uh, Benjamin. Senor Benjamin involved with the WWE as some weird family stable. I feel like it would be a fun workaround. It, where they yeah. don't have to act broken. They never even use the word broken. But they all sort of show up and everyone's having a good laugh at right. him walking down with his son that looks just like him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rebby, she's a great performer in her own right. They yeah. eat fucking women on Raw. Bring her in there. And then, goddamn, have Maxwell, uh, uh, you know, contend for the cruiserweight title. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'd rather someone fucking super kick some fucking two-year-old in the head than watch yeah. Noam Dar do anything or T.J. Perkins just ignore my fucking skin off my face. So uh, put children in there. <laughs> children weight division. Uh, I think if uh, if they were to employ Rebby Hardy, she'd have to clean up her Twitter a little bit. She is a little foul, bit. foul on the Twitter. And that was another point of contention is that, you know, they – one, the Hardys funded uh, the final deletion themselves, filmed it at their own place. Um, and two, you know, Maxwell and Senor Benjamin were never under contract as talent and were never paid, you know, for doing anything, too. So that's a whole other side of the of the lawsuit with TNA, which, you know, at this point, I don't know if it's ever going to get uh, settled or full C broken on WWE or not. I don't know. I, I hope so, because he's still I, I have, a, you know. He they they wouldn't let him even make the delete signal if they weren't interested in it. You know they would say, "Hey Matt, fucking stop it or you're gone," <laughs> and the money stops coming in, and and then it would be you know. But the, the the reason or the the fact that they're letting him, allowing him to do that and haven't told him to stop, uh, tells me that they definitely are interested in using the gimmick. Um, so yeah, I think they lose tonight. Maybe uh, you know. Shizara wins and does something else. Maybe not with the Hardys. Maybe the revival, or or Matt and Hardy, uh, Matt and Jeff retain, and then the revival um, take up a feud with them. Although it seems like the revival is beating the one who's been beating up Enzo. Sorry, I'm just spitballing verbal diarrhea here, uh, thinking out loud. Uh, what do you think of that whole Enzo injury keeps getting beat up backstage thing? I think it's going to be Cass. Yeah, Cass is going to be the one, and you know what? Good because yeah. Those two stalled out yeah, on did. the main roster. The crowd was sort of like, eh, what's going on? Right. They can take a page from uh, from Diesel, Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious what the text message was going to be about. The, oh, the I Corey, think it's going uh, to be Stephanie McMahon something, yeah. her yeah. return. So I'm not holding. I think the, the, the bigger one is going to be what's a heel cast going to look like, which could be kind of fun. Yeah. A big, monstrous, murderous 
Heel cast. You never let me get a word in edgewise, you loudmouth, goofy, spotted headed, dumb shoe wearing prick. Right. So, you how about spot this? Off all it's, these stupid catchphrases. It's going to be hard for you to fucking go in on a tag team when I'm breaking your jaw. Right. I think the more important thing is, is that WWE, if you listen and you do, and you're trying to get to 5 million subscribers, get a pencil, get some fucking paper. You're going to school them. Edward Furlong, Christina Ricci, Fred Savage, Todd Bridges, Macaulay Culkin, Haley Joe Osment, Jonathan Lipnicki, Dakota Fanning, Corey Feldman, Amanda Bynes. Child stars. You have the Children Invitational. You call it the Jared Classic. Uh, Justin. <laughs> Presented by Quiznos. <laughs> Hot and raised for five inches. Chris, that was not cool, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put that evil on me? Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.